0: do okay. will I have carried all these years And I'll leave my heart wide open I will love and have no fear Yeah, when I get where I'm going Don't cry for me down here I'm gonna walk with my grand He'll match me step for step. And I'll tell him how I've missed him every minute since he left. And then I'll hug his neck. Yeah, when And I see my maker's face I'll stand forever in the light of his amazing grace
1: <of tea. laughs> you know the roof on fire. We going boogie hoogie oogie, jiggle, wiggle and dance <laughs> like the roof on fire.
0: We gonna and take hot until we fall out, like a roof on fire. Now baby, get
1: my booty naked, take off all of your clothes and light the roof on fire. Tell so, them, I-, I tell them baby, 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 baby. am on fire. I tell them baby, 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 baby. am on fire.
0: This is Laura. You're listening to 91.5 WDBK, Camden County College, Gloucester Township, New Jersey.
1: Welcome back to ninety one point five WDBK. Um, my name is uh, Jake Morello, and I'm from uh, Syncs Chat and um, Camden County College. Uh, our uh, Cougars um, they for a uh, women's basketball. They won sixty two to thirty two. I'm sorry, sixty two to thirty seven. On Tuesday against Montgomery Community College, and um, if you guys don't know by now, I'm I'm the media guy who covers the games. Um, I wrote up articles for for the uh, college about the women's basketball team. That is going to be on my website, um, Snakes Chat on Substack. So if you guys are wondering about how do I access these articles, it's on there. But um on Tuesday on uh, Montgomery a Community College um they won at at Montgomery a Community College and Tantiana T- Johnson had a big game she, she, she had sixteen points, um three offensive rebounds, ten defensive rebounds, thirteen so total thirteen rebounds, three assists, um and um, and they played and tonight against Westchester Community College. Unfortunately, that game is going to be postponed for tonight's game. That was supposed to be a 5 o'clock game here at the com- at Camden County College. But the next home game is going to be on Saturday in two days. Um, they're playing PCC Community College. At twelve o'clock, so um, please go out. Uh, i come to the college here. Please support them. Um, it's going to be a great time here. Um, so please support them. But w- with the with the whole situation with Urban Meyer, the Jacksonville's head coach. Um, unfortunately, he's not he's not the head coach for Jacksonville Jaguars anymore because of the situation that he put himself into this year. Um, it, if you don't know Urban Meyer, he's a college football legend. He coached at um, Florida with he coached Tim Tim Tebow and that group. And then he coached uh, Ohio State, you know, a few years ago. Maybe four years ago, and um, now he got hired by Jacksonville at the beginning of this year, and and this team isn't this team wasn't playing up to their potential, and Urban Meyer, uh, I mean, listen, I like Urban Meyer as a coach. I mean, before this incident happened, when he was first hired by Jacksonville, I was thinking, oh, okay. Um, this is a big-time football legend. And, and then people didn't agree with him bringing in Tim Tebow, switching him from quarterback to tight end. And um, moves that he made wasn't very clear to the team. And they were thinking, oh, maybe, you know, maybe um, this coach isn't right for us. I mean, Jacksonville is two and two and something. They have two wins this year, which, which if you were talking about Urban Meyer and he has two wins with a team, you're like, okay, well, this isn't right. (laughs) Urban Meyer should have more than two wins, (laughs) but um, this report came out and. And before this report came out, there was a, another report that came out that said that the Jacksonville Jaguars owner stated out and said, Oh, we don't want to be impulsive and fire, fire, um, Armand mire. He knows what he's doing. He will deal with this team and put them in a, a, a good position. That's what basically he said. And, um, and then another report that came out, that Jacksonville Jaguars former kicker, Josh Lambeau. Um, there was an article from the Tampa Bay Times. Everyone is reporting on Josh Lambeau. So there's just a Tampa Bay Times um, article, and Rick Strout was the, was the um, author or the writer of this, of this um, article. And he basically said, um, Josh Lambeau basically, uh, before he got cut this year, he was in practice making kicks and all that. And um, I'm trying to see what, what he said. And Josh Lambeau was doing a lunge, at, doing stretches, and then doing kicks, you know. And this is what Josh Lambeau said. I'm in a lunge position, left leg f- forward, right leg back, Lambeau said. Urban Meyer, while I'm in that stretch position, comes up to me and says, Hey, bleep, make your bleep kicks. And, and, then, and then Urban Meyer kicks Josh Lambeau in the leg. In the leg. And, and so not only did he threaten uh, Josh Lambeau, he physically hurt him in the leg. Uh, I mean, Josh Lambeau stated in this article that said, "Oh, it wasn't a a friendly kick. It was it. It wasn't like it. It, it seemed like with my speculation of this article, I think Urban Meyer just just flat out kicked him. Obviously, um, and you know." This is not the only incident that Urban Meyer really um, lost his locker room. Uh, I mean, Urban Meyer, to me, by you doing this to your own player, to your own player, especially in this generation of, of football, this modern day era of football, you cannot do that. You cannot physically hurt your own players. No wonder why he wasn't overperforming, and the year before he was a one of the most consistent kickers in fantasy football. And then this year he magically doesn't do well. I mean, th- this is getting to a point where Urban Meyer is not a great person. We've seen uh, I've seen photos of him in. A, out, you know, hanging out with people, doing uh, n- negative things, and, uh, I mean, this is... Uh, uh, I'm not going to discuss this over air, obviously, because it isn't, it isn't appropriate, but the things that he's done this year isn't appropriate for a professional f- football team. And, um, w- w- with that being said, uh, I mean, today they officially fired him, and, uh, I mean... Yeah, they should have fired him before. Before. Because I feel bad for Jacksonville. And I I mean... Jacksonville... Uh, I mean... Still has pieces... Has still... Holes to fill... To eventually make the playoffs. And... They're they still... A, maybe a few years away from... Uh, contending for a, a Super Bowl. But playoffs... Uh, uh, I think they they could... In, you know, sneak into the playoffs next year. Maybe it depends on what they do with this team, but I believe that this team can succeed. Um, but with that being said, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, they've announced that Quez Watkins, Quez Watkins is going to go on the COVID list, according to Glenn Irby um, of Eagles, Eagles Wire. And um, if you guys didn't know, the Eagles had a bye week last weekend. um, And we all wanted to see Dallas win or Washington win. And, um, I mean, at at the end of the day, uh, I, I I don't care who wins. But by the Cowboys beating Washington, this gives the Eagles a chance to really have a smooth, you know, smooth way of making the playoffs um but if you guys didn't see the dallas versus washington game i mean washington just flat out did not did not play up to their potential because the cowboys linebacker mika parsons just destroyed the offensive line for the uh for washington Uh, i mean if you see mika parsons um, I mean, he's barely doing anything. He's just rushing, and the lineman is like, okay, it, you, you can get by me. Because that's what it looked like. I mean, obviously, when you play games, you're not going to be like, okay, I'll uh, get past me. But it looked like um, the the offensive line just said, okay, um, let, me, let me get out of the way so you can tackle my quarterback. It looked like that. Obviously... Obviously, you have to play up to the, your potential and win games. I'm not saying, okay, that's what they do. It's not what they do. But watching the, this game, it looked like Mika Parsons just ran past the offensive line. Um, and the, you know what? At the, at the end of the day, Dallas is going to be a huge problem for the Eagles in the last game. So we need to take care of business these next Three games against Washington, and then the Giants back to Washington, and then and then we, we play Dallas. I mean, I, I think I think Dallas to me is the biggest threat to the Eagles remaining on this you know, remaining on this schedule. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think um, the Washington is going to give us. Really a hard time, but I, I, I do believe we need to take care of business to 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 play Dallas eventually. I mean, I understand the Giants. We played them and Jalen Hurston didn't play well. He was throwing into um, guys into in, in a contestant areas. They weren't, you know. The Giants were double teaming. Wide receivers. I understand that, but I do believe we're going to get that fix next week. We play the Giants, and we will we, we'll do very well. But looking back into the going back to the Dallas game, I mean, Mika Parsons. I mean, my gosh. Uh, I mean, he is a he's he's a problem. Uh, I mean, he's he's been the problem the last um, few few weeks actually uh, I mean um, n- number 75 for the uh, offensive line for Washington I mean he wasn't blocking correctly I mean I mean his his body angle wasn't correct he was uh, I mean he was already um, moving his feet to where to where to give breathing room to Parsons so he can go goes go round. I mean, his feet wasn't facing the the front to Washington's end zone. It was facing the sidelines. It was facing the sidelines, and that that's a bad um that's a bad um stance for the offensive linemen because Minka Parsons, with his his talent, I mean, it, you're just calling for us for a presser all day on the quarterback. And, um, I, I mean, Mika Parsons had that stop-and-go fake, you know, and then it, he rushes through the, through the offensive lineman. I, I, I mean, their wrongdoing their of blocking is they were blocking, you know, above Mika Parsons. I mean, he was They weren't doing... They weren't having a closed grip, touching the jersey. You know, they were having shorter width. Shorter width with um, Mika Parsons. They were above the shoulder pads blocking, and you know what? That's a bad call for for Washington because that's not the correct way to block. Because Mika Parsons is, um, first off, shorter. He can maneuver around the hands and (laughs) go after the quarterback. Um... But with that being said, I, I mean, I do truly believe that the Philadelphia Eagles can can really have the same aspect of um, linebackers rostering. Uh, I mean, if you play, if they played like they did two weeks ago, I mean, I uh, I think I think they're if they play like they did against the Jets. Um, I do believe that they can win this game on on Sunday against the um, Washington Washington football team because um, Heineke is out for the quarterback for them. Um, Logan Thomas is out with with a ACL tear. Um, Antonio Gibson and and the uh, other running back they haven't been. Really powerful in the backfield, Terry um, Terry uh, uh, McLaurin. He's um, on the. Uh, he's playing hurt. Yeah, I mean, he's he may be out. So there are weapons on this team that um, are not playing up to their potential, or playing hurt, or out with injuries. So this is a chance for for the Eagles to really take note of that those situations. And, and really take note of what Dallas did to Washington. I mean, um, I'm not saying we do the same thing to Washington. I mean, just do what, what we do best defensively. I feel like putting pressure in areas, a lot of pressure, um, it, where the ball is, I, I, I think that's the key move to go. I think so. Um, uh I th- I truly believe, I truly believe that this could be a a dominant win for the Eagles. Uh, I truly uh, I really believe that. Um, and with Jalen Hurts, uh, I mean I saw reports that he may not be healthy this week. I have to check that again. But uh, I mean, if that if, if Jalen Hurts is out again, chances are I. I I saw a report that said he's trending up in the right direction and he wants to play this game. But, I i mean, if he's not healthy, I mean, <laughs> put in Garner. Um, it, nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I really truly, I really like the running, running back for the Eagles. I mean, if they run the ball, give a, a garner Mitsu breathing room, I think they can do fine offensively. But defensively, I think you need to have... Hargrave, um, Fletcher Cox, uh, Josh Sweat, uh, putting the pressure on, and then linebackers. Uh, I understand you're playing tight zone here, but I mean it, it, there's nothing wrong of putting pressure on the quarterback, putting the pressure and m- slowing down their momentum. Um, but with that, it, so with the Philadelphia. Eagles uh I mean Washington almost won this game too they won 27 to I mean they lost 27 to 20 against Dallas so Washington really gave them a hard time in the second half here um, but with that being said with with quest Watkins going on the um, COVID list the wide receivers uh, you have Devonte Smith um, Jalen breger and um, JJ, uh, uh, our White whiteside and Greg Ward. Uh, I mean, you have guys that that even play with uh, have it, it in the wide receiver room, but I, I mean, wide receivers. Uh, I mean, the Eagles have to do something with the wide receivers this week because since Quez Watkins is down, you really truly, I think, I think. Greg Ward plays much better in, in 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 a deep threat role more than Jalen Regger since he missed, missed three fly balls um, three weeks ago against against the Giants. I uh, I mean you you have to do something here. Um, but with that being said, the um it, with that being said, the um Eagles will play on Sunday. Um, 1 o'clock start against Washington, and this will be a fun game. Um, so with the Philadelphia 76ers, I mean, I am actually getting wary with the Philadelphia Sixers. ers uh, I, I truly am wary here, and I, I'm not exaggerating one bit. I, I'm not. I mean, I am not exaggerating... But we need help defensively. And if you think we need offense, we could have a debate on the Sixers about what they should do to trade Ben Simmons and get a person back here defensively and offensively. But to me, I, I think the reason why our offense died down a little bit is because we we were playing poor defense. Uh, I mean, against the Warriors, I understand it. it, it you'll be like wait um we played great defense against the warriors um and i'll be like okay well when you we played memphis before we played miami last night i mean how did that go how did that go seriously uh i mean we we cannot be having bad bad defense have a bad defense and expect our offense to Run smoothly. Uh, I mean, come on. Looking at the Philadelphia Eagles this year, we we, we had a poor defense, and our offense wasn't as as good. And when we our offense, when our defense played well, our offense started to uh, started to uh, smooth out a little bit. But going back to the Sixers, I I truly believe the Sixers need to. Grab a defense player when we trade Ben Simmons. Uh, I mean, you can get the picks, you can get get the um, player, but this person, I I think everybody that isn't talking about this person is um, Ricky Rubio. Uh, I mean, uh, I will explain later why I I think Ricky Rubio is a great is a a defensive guy that could solve the Eels, solve the Sixers' defensive issues, um, because in the last nine games he had this amount of steals, and I will explain later in the show why um, why Ricky Rubio was a right choice here. If you go the t- trading to Cleveland, now I I do think that the, that the Sixers should trade um, should trade Ben Simmons to a team where. They need help, and we need help defensively. And it smooths out for us, really. And I can't stand when people say, oh, trade him to the West, trade him to the East, or don't trade him to the East, I mean. I mean, listen, guys. We can't be a fan. We can be a fan, but we need to have sides that make sense here, right? And with that being said, I I mean... I don't think okay the Kings are a are a choice in the West. Uh, I think they could be a great choice, but players on that team. I, I mean, I don't think they could solve the Sixers' uh, d- defensive woes. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think so. Uh, I really don't. And um, looking at. Danny Green the other night, I, I mean he did a poor job at 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 holding onto the basketball in the offensive uh, uh, offensive zone. I mean, I mean come on, now, I mean this is why the Sixers are getting affected by by the offense is because they they couldn't really um, play play defense that well, and it affected their offensive ability to shoot. Because because they were getting tired. Uh, I mean, Memphis just tortured the Sixers on breakaways. Like, come on. And Ben Simmons, to me, um, his value was down, guys. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get a player. Uh, You're not going to get a player who's going to wow us. Uh, I mean, the... I don't think the value that Ben Simmons has right now is getting a player like uh, like those star players. Uh, I mean, you need a player where they do well defensively and offensively as well. And um, defensively, I, I'm looking at this team and I'm thinking, oh, we need we need help here. We we need true help uh, on both sides of the ball and. And against the Memphis Grizzlies, right, we suffered. We gave up. We chose to throw the ball into the direction of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, in the first half, uh, or w- whenever this play happened, Stephen Adams, okay, the Sixers passed the ball to Andre Drummond in, in the paint. Right, where a contestant, like, where the Grizzlies three players were guarding Andre Drummond, and Sheikh Milton chose to pass the ball to Andre Drummond in the paint, and Steven Adams was blocking all lanes, so Andre Drummond can't get past past him in the paint, and Steven Adams just strips the ball from from um, Andre Drummond. And passes the ball to his fellow teammate to the Anthony Melton to score in breakaways. It, it they actually scored off that off that uh, steal. And another time was when Kyle Anderson, right? Uh, I mean, Kyle Anderson was in the middle of the court in the in the Sixers offensive zone. Um, Tyrese Maxey was getting double team, and he he chose to. It, was getting double team under the net, um, and Colin Anderson was in the middle of the middle of the court area in the in that zone, and Tyrese Maxey, you know, threw it threw it right to Kyle Anderson. Uh, I mean, if you're looking at that play, you're you're trying to see who the Tyrese Maxey was trying to throw to. And Sheik Milton was behind the arc, maybe maybe three feet away from Kyle Anderson. And then, uh, uh, I mean, and then, <laughs> and then the Sixers' other player was to the right of Kyle Anderson. So, so tavi's Maxey was thrown to no one in, in that area but Kyle Anderson. And Kyle Anderson, um, I, I mean, passed the ball... And they, and they had another chance to score. The Grizzlies took advantage of the Sixers' mistakes offensively. And, uh, I mean, you guys could argue, okay, we need an offensive player. But, our defense comes first. They do, because we rely on Joel Embiid offensively too much. And we rely on Matisse Dibal way too much. And that's why, in my opinion, I think that is why Matisse Dibal is... Really, a hard time uh, getting the grip defensively to guard guys, and um, another play was when Dana Green, you know, bobbled the ball in the offensive zone, and and um, Desmond Baines and Dylan Brooks just said no. They gave the Sixers no second chances. It when when the Sixers bobbled the ball, they they said they're thinking nope we're not going to give you guys a second chance in this offensive possession and they took take the ball from Danny Green and they created offensive uh, opportunities to score i mean uh, i mean it's that i mean you can you guys cannot you know the sixers cannot um, cannot play like the way they did to the warriors beat them and and lose 126-91 to 91 against Memphis. And, and they don't even have their best player on the court in John ja Moran. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. We need, we need help defensively. I mean, and, and I understand that this the Sixers team is not healthy. They, Joel Embiid goes onto the injured list. Tobias Harris goes onto the injured list. Seth Curry goes onto the injured list. Uh, I mean, the only player offensively that, in my opinion, is really wowing me is Tyrese Maxey and, and Isaiah Joe, maybe. But everyone else, I'm thinking, okay, um, I'm thinking, okay, I, I mean, that's great. And then you lose a player like George Yang to the COVID list as well. Yeah, we don't we, we, we won't have him. For a little while, so uh, I mean, guys that 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 were hot at the beginning of the year, in Furkan Korkmaz, Shake Milton, and Jordan Young, that they really took this, really took a step back in the last month, and we're really cold. Uh, I mean, the Sixers were, were cold; they were a cold team. So. Uh, I mean, this, so, but the trade value for Ben Simmons, uh, I mean, nothing is happening yet with Ben Simmons. There's no new report that says, oh, he did this, he wants this, he did He, he did this. Uh, I mean, there's no report that came out recently that told me that, okay, he did this. Right now, right now the Sixers are at a stalemate. And, uh, I mean, right now, the Sixers trade value for Ben Simmons is kind of to me is not going through the roof. I mean if you look at the at at the scale of Ben Simmons of the value uh I mean he could be shooting it, he could be <laughs> highlighted th- through the middle almost like it it almost but not entirely at the full bar. So I mean, to me, I I think you can't, if we want to trade him, we need to trade him for a player that can play defense, a 3-and-D guy. I I mean, I think that's the only way that can do it for us. And with the teams interested, uh, I was thinking Toronto, OKC, um, San Antonio, and I'm thinking, okay, those might be... Great places, but they're probably not going to give up players. Uh, I mean, the Kings, yes, because Colin Sexton, um, I'm sorry, Colin Sexton plays for the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers, but Sacramento, they're going nowhere. They recently fired their head coach. So uh, they're in a position where, okay, where do we go? That's the obvious choice there. Okay, if you want to trade for the the Iron Fox or Buddy Heald or other players on that team, you, you you could do that. Everybody's talking about the Kings, but for me, my biggest sleeper to jump in and grab Ben Simmons is um, is really um, Cleveland that they lost. Colin Sexton and their backup point guard. My gosh. Garland. Garland is playing spectacular. And Cleveland is is 17 and 12. 17 and 12. They're doing better than us this year. But but I think they may want to make a boost. And for me, I I think offering three first-round picks and throwing in Ricky Rubio and other players. Uh, obviously, you're going to make adjustments in that in that package. I mean, but one of the players to get from Cleveland is Ricky Rubio. Uh, uh, I mean, I have no problem getting Ricky Rubio uh, when when he was on the Jazz. He shot lights out for them. Uh, uh, I mean, I thought they. I thought he did a fantastic job for the Jets, um, and and Ricky Rubio he has active hands in the defensive zone. He can steal player, steal the ball, um, and he stays in front of the player, and he makes moves with 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 his hands, and he just steals the ball, um, but. But in the last nine games, I just added up his steal total, and his steal total was 13 steals in nine games. I mean, that is just... that's just insane. That's just insane. I mean, Ricky Rubio to me, I mean, he might not be a great shooter, but... If you play defense, if you team up with Ricky Rubio, if you get him, you would team him up with Matisse Thybul. And my gosh, that's that, that's going to be good uh, for the Sixers because I don't think Danny Green can cut it defensively. I, I mean, he's getting a little bit older, and I understand Ricky Rubio is basically the same age as him. But they, are, but Ricky Rubio is playing up to his potential. Um, but. Against Miami last night, I mean, they didn't really. um, I mean, the the Miami had active hands in the paint. Um, Well, one of the players had active hands to um, make Joel Embiid give up the ball, and then Vincent. For for the Miami, number two, for them, I, I mean, my gosh, last night he went off for them. Uh, I mean, he literally went off. And defensively, uh, I mean, <laughs> offensively, he was lights out behind the arc. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he was lights out. Um, and then, towards the end of the game, Vincent didn't have the ball, but Miami missed, missed a three, um, and then the Sixers missed the rebound, and then and then we were down, and then Vincent runs around the arc, stops in the left side of the arc, shoots the ball, makes it in to officially w- w- win the game for Miami. A leading leading bucket to win. Um, so, I mean, Vincent was a guy that the Sixers need to watch out for. I, Uh, I mean, Kyle Lowry went off as well. Um, But Vincent overall, uh, he caused damage throughout the whole quarters. Uh, And we couldn't stop him. So we need better defense here. And by adding Ricky Rubio, I'm not saying Ricky Rubio is a defensive god. But he's much better than we we have right now. We are much better. What? with rookie Rubio in that lineup, um, so I mean, with that being said, guys, uh, I mean, I think, I think by trading Ben Simmons to to um to Cleveland, uh, you're not necessarily going to get anything back. With and Adrian Woj for for ESPN, he tweeted out and said, "Okay, the fuck." Fl- Okay, the Sixers with Ben Simmons, he's going to go. Um, there, The trade talks between Ben Simmons and the Sixers or trading Ben Simmons is heating up. So we don't know what the trade value is for Ben Simmons at the moment, but I'm assuming with everything happening with Ben Simmons this year, I'm assuming that his trade value is still down. Uh, uh, I mean, I truly believe that. And, and my thought process with, with Ben Ben Simmons is, I mean, defensively, I was thinking, okay, maybe we could get Ben Simmons back. But but I was thinking, you know, thinking because the Sixers, as a fan, the Sixers were playing so poorly defensively that I missed Ben Simmons' defensive place. But we need offense here and Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio can be a defensive guy for us that can help us win and have a have a smoother offense as well. Um, and if we have Tyrese Maxi, Ricky Rubio, it, uh, I mean Ricky Rubio is kind of a um, bench guy, but if you start him, it, it's defensively I think he can uh I'll get it done for us. Um, but. After the break, we will, we will um, get back to the Flyers talk, go through that, and then um, th- that's going to be the end of my show. But after the break, we will get into the Flyers talk. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of
0: life. Meet the grads of life.
1: Welcome back to 91.5 WDBK. Um, my name is Adjie Moriello and the Philadelphia Flyers, I mean, they, to me, they are are for real. Uh, I mean, they are somebody that, that, that. I mean, they they played pretty bad before they hired Mike Yo as the head coach and Mike Yo. the difference between Mike Yo and Alvinier is, is Mike Yo is much more f- uh, f- uh, physical with, with, with his team. And this is what he, he said after the game against New Jersey. Uh, I mean, after the game he said, yeah, I, I think poke checking is going to be a big part of our game. We want to set the tone from the start of the game and be a team that's hard to play against. And the last... Two games against Arizona and then New Jersey. I mean, this team. I mean, this team overall. I, I think is in a good shape. And before I get into that, Morgan Foss left the left the game. Um, before New Jersey, it, they played New Jersey because Morgan Foss has was had to go into uh, COVID protocol. Um, so. With that being said, uh, I mean, um, this is what they did right against Arizona. Defenseman Kyle um, Kyle was exiting his his zone and tried to try to um, put a nasty move on the Flyers' winger James William Weemsdyke. But James James Stike did not get himself get beat by Kyle. Kyle was trying to put a move on JVR, and Kyle and JVR is like, okay, no. Um, and JVR noticed, noticed while Kyle was doing that move, he was being slow moving the puck to his other side, and JVR took note of that and, and took the puck away from Kyle, and JVR eventually scored. Um, and, and then Flyers' winger in the next play, um, Max Will, Willman uh, skated out of the zone, entering the neutral zone, and when Clayton Keller was skating on Max's left side, and Max just used his body to avoid Clayton from coming up to the left side or the right side to, to uh, give himself an extra move to pass the puck. So he used his body, body to really create more extra time to pass the puck into the flyer zone. And that's what he did. And then against... And then against um, the against the Devils last night, or the night before, um, I mean, defensively, I I think the Flyers, uh, besides Cam Ackerson's hat trick hat trick um, two nights ago, I mean, defensively, I think the pro checking has shown a lot, and Mike Yo literally said that after the New Jersey game, and I mean. I mean, Mike Yo is backing up what he said. A V did not back up what what he said, and that's why the Flyers are were in that predicament and had to fire A V. Because A V probably didn't go, follow through. Uh, I mean I mean it happens. Um and last, so the one example, um Rasmus was Rasmus wrist alignment was in the in was behind Carter Hart, covering 63 um, for the Devils. And the Poke checks 63 and then falls down very well. So he put pressure on that line behind the net. And um, and then Rasmus had another great defensive play as well. Um, and Rasmus pretty much played, played pressure. Uh, I mean number thirty seven for the devils um, got the puck after after doug Hamilton shot the puck number thirty seven was in the left side of the face off zone and tried to shoot the puck and Rasmus was to the line was putting pressure in that in that area all possession in that in that offensive zone uh, i mean f- for Rasmus he put pressure on that and you know what Rasmus has been showing me that he, that's why the Flyers got him, and you know what? With that being said, guys, tonight the um, Flyers play Montreal Canadiens tonight at seven o'clock. And what to look after is the line for for, for the Montreal: Laurent Dauphin, John, Jonathan Drouin, Jesse yolin David uh, So Warren and Ben Chariot. They 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 can they can if the Flyers don't. Have good puck control in the in the offensive zone or anywhere. That line particularly will take advantage, poke check a lot. It, that line it, that line will use use the, what the Flyers have been doing the past four games and use it against them. And we don't want that. And the Flyers, to me, they need they need this win tonight and to really close off that line in particular we need to have good puck control because offensively this line will will score goals in the offensive line. It's not just pro-checking for them. They are a dangerous line tonight. So at 7 o'clock tonight the Canadians and the Flyers are on tonight at 7 o'clock. But overall guys um, if you have any more questions contact um, the radio station at uh, live at gmail.com and um, you're listening to WDBK, um, 91.5. My name is, uh, Moriello, uh from Snakes Chet. And again, the women's team articles will be on my, my blog site, um, at Snakes Chet or Snakes Chet, um, uh, substack.com. So if you want to check them out, um, go check them out. I would appreciate it. But till then guys, I will see you guys next time. Thank you.